All right. Hello. Hello, y'all. Come on in. Say hi to me. Really important. It's really important at the beginning of this show that you say hi to me. Let me know if you're here. I want to hashtag live if you're watching live. I want to hashtag replay if you're watching replay because, y'all, when you give me comments in the beginning of the show, it helps Facebook and LinkedIn and Instagram and all the different places that we go live helps them to know that I'm giving you valuable content that you like. <laughs> and then they show it to more people like you. So what it does is it helps other fitness instructors and personal trainers to get this content. Today, we are talking about burnout. Who big one, right? Y'all, did you ever walk into the gym with that feeling? You know the one. It's dread. It's resentment. It's exhaustion. It's that feeling that it's all just too much and you aren't sure if you can do it even one more time. Ever have that? Burnout is real. It's something that affects so many of us because even though we don't give ourselves credit for it, we are frontline workers. Think about that. We are frontline workers and we are in fitness and wellness. Burnout affects so many frontline workers. Just because we do something that we absolutely love and in many cases would do for free, that doesn't make us immune to burnout. So as I was researching this topic, I was seeing burnout in healthcare, burnout in healthcare, burnout in healthcare. But we are also on the front lines. We are interacting with people day to day. We are responsible for their behavior change, their adherence to programs, their performance. We feel all of that. And so that results in burnout. And that's why we get it. So here's the question that I would love for you to answer for me as we get started today. Put your answer in the comments. Have you ever experienced dread or exasperation or exhaustion or lack of patience or just a general feeling of, I can't do this anymore in relation to your job as a fitness leader? That feeling of dread, exasperation, exhaustion, lack of patience, or just a general feeling of, I can't do this anymore. That's what I want you to answer for me in the comments. Yes, yes, yes. All right. The good news is if you have experienced exhaustion or if you felt like you're on the way to exhaustion and burnout and you've kind of circumvented it somehow, there's good news. What it means is that you are a high performer. You care so much that sometimes it just becomes too much. Burnout is the symptom. The problem that burnout is showing you is that the weight of your caring is greater than your capacity for doing. <laughs> Think about that for a second. Now, we as fitness professionals tend to think, well, I will just do more. We think we are invincible. We think we have all of the energy, just um, an unlimited, untapped potential of energy, right? But your caring can still outweigh your capacity for doing 
even if you work 24-7. Today we are going to talk about recognizing the symptoms, nipping it in the bud before it starts, or coming back from it once it has set in. So I want you to stay with me to the end because we're going to cover how to stop it before it starts, how to recognize and nurture a sustainable work plan, and how to come back from burnout once it has started. So y'all, this is the fitness, the fitness, let's try that again. (laughs) This is the Fit Pros Show at the Fitness Music Lounge. I'm Kelly Coulter. I've been a fitness instructor as well as an online marketing geek since the 90s. I've helped thousands of fit pros bootstrap businesses quickly and easily while creating a profit from day one. I teach step-by-step how to get your first clients outside of the gym and get your next clients so that you can build a massively profitable business doing what you love. And let me tell you, that's not working for the gym and building your own business are not mutually exclusive. You can do both. As pros, we all have a unique mix of experiences, expertise, and personality that makes us perfect to serve a unique audience. It's my job to help you find and serve that audience so that you can step away from the gym if you would like to, serve the clients that you love, and make a real living doing it. Every other week, I do a live session here in the Fitness Music Lounge to help you extend the business building and marketing expertise that I have to your offer and your work, whether that's inside the gym or in your own business. All right, y'all, before we get too far into it, I want to give you one more little piece of housekeeping. Recently, I began uploading the audio from this show to Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. So what that means is that, yes, you can find this show as a podcast. It's called the Fit Pros Business Show Podcast. And also, yes, this audio was originally recorded as a live session. So if you're listening in on the podcast, you may hear me refer to a comment or a question sent in real time during the recording. Don't let that throw you off because the information you are about to receive is pure gold. (laughs) So today we're talking about burnout. I want to talk first about what is burnout exactly. So I gave it a definition and I gave it a definition based on um, what I was seeing for the research in the healthcare industry. And I think that a lot of it was super applicable. And then I added a few things from my own personal experience. All right, so here's how I defined it. Fatigue, dreading going to work, feeling underappreciated, feeling constantly overworked. Here's the one that I added from my own personal experience. Having nightmares about not being able to get a class started or about having a client that's really difficult and won't adhere to the program or won't cooperate. (laughs) You guys ever have that? So um, I know that with those types of nightmares that what they really mean is that you have a fear of failure. So when I got out of college, of course, I would always have these dreams. I still have them every once in a while, actually. 
So I would have these dreams that um, I had a class that I hadn't attended all semester and now I was going to have to take the final. Did you guys ever have those? And then I would also have the dreams that I would walk in to teach a group fitness class and I'd be messing with the stereo and people wouldn't be cooperating with me or um, the music wouldn't work or um, whatever would happen. And it would be 15 minutes into class, 20 minutes into class, 30 minutes into class. And I still hadn't gotten class started. Those are fear of failure dreams, <laughs> but they can also happen as a symptom that you are on your way to burnout. So burnout is that feeling of just dread, of I can't do it anymore, of fatigue, of exhaustion, wanting to quit. A lot of people will respond to burnout by switching careers or by just giving up all their classes. And that's a mistake because it's a knee-jerk reaction. All right, so why do you get it? Why does burnout happen with us? Why does burnout happen with healthcare workers? Why does burnout happen with anybody? Y'all, this job, this job that we do as fitness pros, whether you're a personal trainer or whether you are a group fitness instructor, whether you're even in management at the gym. The job itself is physically and mentally demanding. And often it will demand too much of you for too long. You are giving too much for too long of a period of time. So there are two factors there. One is the effort and one is the longevity of the effort. So think about that just in terms of the way that you train clients. You will ask for one or the other of those, right? You will ask for a really high level of effort, or you will ask for a moderate level of effort over a longer period of time. But you don't ask for both over a long period of time. <laughs> Let me say that again. Yeah, you get what I'm saying. You you can't expect both to happen. So it's just like if you were running a marathon, you can't sprint full out for the full 26 miles. So it happens because we are doing this physically and mentally demanding job for too long and we are giving too much. Even though we don't often see what we do as stressful. Think about this. As a trainer or a coach, you are in charge of someone's health outcomes. You are in charge of someone's adherence to the program. And you are in charge of their behavior modification efforts. That is a high stakes position. Tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> Convince me I'm wrong here. Group exercise instructors. <laughs> I love this one. This is one we'd never give ourselves credit for, and I like to talk about it over and over again. As a group fitness instructor, you are actually doing public speaking, which is most people's biggest number one fear in life is public speaking. You are actually doing public speaking every day in a leotard, <laughs> 
the demands are real inside our bodies. The stress is real inside our bodies, even if we don't consciously in our brains let ourselves see them. So it's important to recognize that this is a demanding job. If I were to ask you later on in this session to give yourself a damn break, I want you to be able to recognize why I'm saying that. (laughs) Hint, hint, give yourself a damn break. All right, so let's talk about this. Let's talk about recognizing and nurturing a sustainable work plan. So now we realize that we are doing a very stressful, very demanding job, even if we don't give ourselves credit for that all the time. We're doing public speaking. We're in charge of health outcomes, all the things we just talked about. So it is important that you develop a sustainable work plan. All right. So I'm going to give you four things here. The first is this. Develop strong relationships. Develop strong relationships within your work environment. Develop strong relationships with some of your clients and develop strong relationships with your management. I'm going to give you an example of how this can work. So um, right now I'm in the middle of 75 hard. And if you've never heard of 75 hard, it is 75 days. You do two workouts a day, 45 minutes each. One has to be in the elements outside. Then you also follow a diet, drink one gallon of water, read 10 pages. Did I? Okay. So two workouts, follow a diet, um, drink a gallon of water, read 10 pages, take a selfie every day because you have to monitor your progress. Now, all of those things seem low grade, just like I was saying that we think that our job is low grade because we would do it for free. But when you combine all of those things, it gets to be a load and it gets to be stressful and it has to be done every day for 75 days. So what, oh, and no alcohol, no alcohol, no cheat meals, no alcohol. So what you find is that over time, it becomes harder and harder, right? So what I have done to combat myself knowing the way that my brain works, I knew that I needed a strong support system. So the first thing I did was join a chat group of other people who are going through 75 hard. And what that does is it gives me a place to vent, to ask my questions, to hear what other people are going through. Sometimes just me encouraging other people can really just give me the nudge that I need to keep going. So these are important things, developing strong relationships around this thing that I'm working on. And so for you, in terms of combating burnout as a personal trainer or a fitness instructor, as a fitness professional, you want to develop strong relationships within the industry with other people who know what you're going through because it can help you move forward. It can give you a place to get your questions answered more quickly, more easily, with less friction. Developing strong relationships can be everything in the longevity of a career. All right. So that's number one. 
when we're talking about recognizing and nurturing a sustainable work plan, I want you to develop strong relationships. Number two, become a pro at setting clear and rock solid boundaries. (laughs) Clear and rock solid boundaries. All right. So I have so much personal experience with this because I've done it myself and I watch my clients do it and struggle with it so, so often. Have you ever accepted a shift or a class that you did not want to accept? Did you ever say yes to a shift or a class that you didn't want because you felt like you needed to, you felt like you had to, you felt like you were being helpful? So setting clear and rock solid boundaries is huge because every time we take a shift or sub a class that we really didn't want to, we kind of eke away. We, we, if, I, if I were to look at our capacity, your capacity for leading fitness, and let's look at it as if it were a bank account, right? So you start with, I don't know, 500 leadership points. And um, then some days you're depositing in right? So you end up with 520 and 600 and whatever. When you say yes to something that you don't want to do, you are taking away from that reserve. You're taking away from that savings account. So what happens over time, you show up for a class, even though you're exhausted, takes away. Sometimes those things are not avoidable. But when you know you're exhausted, when you know you have burnout about to set in, when you know that you have a family engagement that you want to be at, but you say yes to another class or another shift, you are taking away in big, major ways from that reserve. And you need that reserve for the days that you're tired. So you can't be taking away from that reserve with the days that you're tired and with your lack of boundaries. (laughs) So you've got to set clear and rock solid boundaries in place so that you can prevent yourself from drawing on that reserve too often. Let me know if that makes sense to you. That's kind of how I'm looking at that. So setting clear and rock solid boundaries is really hard. I know that so many of us have trouble with boundaries, and then sometimes we might make progress in putting boundaries in place in our personal life, but for whatever reason, we feel like we still have to be completely and immediately available to work. I know I always felt when I was teaching in person like I was a good person if I was going to sub these classes, right? (laughs) Y'all, you don't need to be a good person for somebody else. You need to be a good person for yourself. Which brings me to number three. And number three is this, self-care. Self-care, y'all. Your first priority is being your highest level self for the things you have already committed to and for the things that you want for your future. Self-care helps you to be those things, 
helps to give you the strength to put the boundaries in place, helps to give you the mental white space to develop the strong relationships. Self-care includes therapy. (laughs) Y'all, I'm going to tell you just a little short story. So um, when my husband deployed the first time, some of you guys have heard me say this already. When my husband deployed the first time, I was teaching a ton. So I was leading a lot of group fitness classes. I was also working full-time in a semi-high-profile job. And um, I had a lot of things happen over that year that he was gone in Iraq and, and Kuwait. And when he came back, I remember looking at him and saying, I am broken. I am not okay right now. I'm getting (laughs) teary-eyed. I am not okay right now. And I would go to all of the, to like a therapist and I would say, okay, I'm not okay. Let's help me, help me get through this. Help me get back to like myself. And then the therapist would see this like educated, well-dressed lady. And he would just be like, oh, you're fine. I mean, I seriously had therapists say to me, you're, you're fine. <laughs> and I would say, no, I'm, I'm broken. And then I finally went to the one that I saw for like seven years. And I said, I'm broken. And she said, yes, you are. You are not functioning. She just looked right at me. You are not functioning. I said, okay, now we got some work to do. Therapy is not a bad word. Therapy is something that healthy people do to become healthier. And it is also something that sick people do to become healthier. Every high performer that I know has been in therapy at one point or another. Don't be afraid to ask for help. If you are really struggling with the day-to-day functioning, if you're really feeling exhausted, if you're really feeling dread, Dread is a symptom. That is your body telling you something is wrong. Don't be afraid to ask for help. Get the therapy. All right, another one, self-care, meditation. What meditation does for you is it allows you to restart your brain just like when your phone is screwing up and you turn it off and back on. So think about that. When you turn your phone off, it kind of goes back to all of those, I don't know, factory defaults, like the least, (laughs) here's what it goes back to, the least amount of work it could be doing without losing all your data. That's exactly what meditation does for you. Peels everything back to the least amount of work your brain can be doing without losing all your data. So often when I lead meditations, I'll talk about the idea that your your psyche's natural state is joy. So if you think about a cork floating in a bowl of water, you've got just a wine cork and it's floating in a bowl of water and this is joy. That's your natural state, floating on the surface of the water, joy. 
And then all of these day-to-day stressors come along and they push that cork down. So now the cork is underwater because the stressor, duration of teaching class and all of those things are pushing the cork under the water, right? What meditation does is it removes all of those things, takes them all away, even if just for five minutes, so that your cork can come back up and float on the surface of the water. So if you do not have an existing meditation and practice in place, I want you to consider getting one. Now, meditation can be a lot of different things for a lot of different people. Some people pray. Some people walk in silence, not with the headphones in. Some people run. Some people sit. Some people listen to hypnosis sessions on YouTube. All of those things can be meditation. Whatever brings you back to your natural set point and lets you sit there for a minute. And I want to talk about one third piece of self-care. So we did therapy. We did meditation. What about sleep? Are you getting enough sleep or are you burning the candle at both ends? You ever have one of those Saturdays where you really get to sleep in and you've got nothing to do? How often does that happen? Y'all, let that happen more often. It's really good for you. So y'all, a piece of this burnout puzzle is going to be self-care. You have to take yourself as seriously as you take these workouts that you lead. It's important. Okay, my fourth point about recognizing and nurturing a sustainable work plan is this. You will know it's right. You will know that your work plan is right when it feels easeful and fun. (laughs) Easeful and fun. Now, I want you to listen to that word very carefully. I did not say exhilarating. I did not say exciting. I did not say... Um, I'm not talking about when you get that high during your workout or after you're done teaching. That high is not sustainable. It's okay to get that a couple times a week, but you can't be looking for that with every workout you lead. Your schedule overall needs to feel easeful and fun. That can include that exhilarating high, but it cannot consist solely of that exhilarating high. Let me know if that makes sense for you. All right, so I'm going to talk about one other thing with you guys. Let's talk about what to do once burnout has happened. All right, how do you take time? How do you get back once burnout has happened? And you guys, Everybody here has probably experienced burnout, so I would love for you to put in the comments what you did when you experienced it. Here's what I wrote down. I wrote down three things. Number one, take time off. Now, we can't always do that, but if it's possible, do. Take time off. This is a slippery one because... 
sometimes people will take time off and then it'll feel good. And then they'll have that knee jerk reaction to just give up all their clients or give up all of their classes, right? Because they're, they're like, I think I'm just done. I'm not asking you to take time off for months or years on end. Let me tell you this too. When I was during, during that stressful time in my life, when I was telling you about the therapists and about how I was not functioning, I gave up all of my classes and um, that ended up becoming a five-year stretch. And that five-year stretch just about killed me. I gained 35 pounds. I've not even taken it all off. And um, I didn't have that outlet of this thing that I love to do so much in the fitness industry. And so it really, really took a toll on my mental and physical health. And it affected how long it took for me to kind of get back to myself and stop feeling broken. It would have happened sooner if I would have had that workout practice in place. So I'm not suggesting that this be a long period of time, but if you need a week, two weeks, a month, take it. Now, this also comes back to the idea of putting boundaries in place, right? Because when you say you want to take time off, your director may say, well, let me give all of your stuff away. And you're going to have to come back and say, "Mm -mm -mm. I don't want you to give it away. I just need subs for a little while. So you're going to have to be your own best advocate, but get some time away. Take that time, this goes into point number two, to examine the parts of your job that you love. One of the biggest indicators of whether or not someone is going to be a happy person is whether or not they know how to give gratitude. So examine the parts of your career within fitness that you love. Be thankful to them. Love them. Give yourself, give them some energy. Let them grow in your body. And then also examine the parts that you don't love. Be cognizant of them. Recognize them. One of the biggest things we can do as problem solvers is to cultivate the ability to accept. Accept something where it is, whether or not you like it. It's like if you were sitting by a campfire and um, you're wearing your, your brand new cashmere sweater and a spark flies up on it, you can look at that spark and you can say, who put that kind of log in there that it's going to spit all these sparks? And I can't believe this has happened. And what in the world? And you can argue with the idea that this spark has flown onto your cashmere sweater. And you can watch it as it burns a hole in your cashmere sweater. Or you can accept that it has happened and brush it off. So look at the pieces that are making you feel burned out, if you, if you can identify them, and accept them so that you can move forward with better boundaries, with um, maybe a, a, a smaller schedule, maybe with less participation in the workouts that you are leading. You have to accept these pieces first. And then the third piece is to ease back in. So maybe you take a month off. I know it's not possible for everybody, 
but maybe if it is possible for you, you take a month off. And maybe at the end of that month, you come back to one of your clients or one of your workouts, but not all of them. And then you ease back in. Let me know if this makes sense for you guys and give me your questions. All right, so I gave you three points today about burnout. And the first, we talked about the definition because we need to recognize what it is so that we can combat it before it starts. So we talked about the definition. We talked about why we get it, how it's actually a symptom of of us being high performance, how it's actually a symptom of us having a job that is physically and mentally demanding, how you need to recognize that you are doing a job that not a lot of other people would do that includes responsibility for people's health outcomes and public speaking and memorizing a bunch of stuff. These are not things everybody would sign up for, right? So even though we don't see our jobs as stressful, they are stressful. They are stressful in our bodies, even if we don't consciously recognize it in our heads. Then we talked about recognizing and nurturing a sustainable work plan by developing strong relationships, by setting clear and rock solid boundaries. I know it's tough, but it is a self-preservation technique and it is 100% necessary. We talked about self-care, including therapy, meditation, and sleep. And we talked about how you will know it's right because it will feel easeful and fun when it is the right schedule for you. And then we finally talked about how to come back when it has happened. And we talked about the idea of taking time off. We talked about the idea of showing gratitude and examining the parts that you love while recognizing and accepting the parts that you don't. And then we talked about easing back in. So, y'all, that is what I have for you today in terms of a lesson. And I want to tell you a few other things before we are finished here. First, let me tell you this. I will not be teaching the business kickstart this month. If you are a business builder and you've been waiting for this next time for me to teach the business kickstart, let me tell you, I'm not teaching it in March. There is a self-led version that I can send you a link to but I will not be teaching it live again until April. And we're going to do it online conference style. It's going to be an intense two-day event. So it's going to be totally different when it comes back in April. But for now, I am doing one live transformational training this month. And it's called Activate Your Marketing. It's a workshop I'm teaching live this Saturday. 11 a.m. and it's in conjunction with Alexis Perkins from Chair One Fitness. Alexis Perkins is a grassroots marketing genius. So you will walk away with a plan and a strategy for making money in your business and you will walk away knowing which of the things that you're working on as far as marketing and bringing in new clients that you can get rid of. 
So stop doing all the things that all the business gurus are telling you to do and learn to recognize what actually moves the needle. And I'm going to teach you what actually moves the needle for people in our type of business at our stage of business. That is at, um, if you go to fitprosconnect.com, there's a link at the very top. It says activate your marketing. So just go to fitprosconnect.com. And at the top, there is a link. It'll take you straight to the registration page. That's going to be Saturday at 11 a.m. I will send out a recording if you are not able to make it live. All right, y'all. So that's what I wanted to let you know about. I would love to hear what you think. Please comment and contribute to the conversation. Make sure you're in the Grow Your Fitness Business for Instructor, Trainers, and Coaches group. That is where I, that is my primary nurture, nurturing ground. That is where I come in and we network and I support and I train you. And I can't wait to support you there tomorrow at 3 p.m. I will be going live in that group and I will have Debbie Bellinger with me. She is a corporate partnerships expert and we're going to be talking about her experience in my business accelerator. All right, y'all. Thank you so much for being here and I. We'll see you soon.